0: Hello, I'm Graham Hall and this is Talking Dogs. I'm known as the dog father and that's because I've got almost 15 years experience as a dog trainer. So if you've got a disobedient dog and don't know what to try next, well I might just be able to help you. I work with owners one to one through my books and on TV's dogs behaving very badly and I can give as much advice and support as I can on this podcast too. It's not just me you'll hear from though, I also invite people I've helped in the past on for a catch-up, so you might learn from any of their mistakes, well, you never know, the odd one or two of mine as well. But hopefully then you'll be able to see that there really is hope for your dog too. Part of the joy of having a dog is how much they make us laugh. Their quirky behaviour can do a great job of lifting our spirits. But what happens when a very specific behaviour that was, uh, you know, funny at first, becomes a strange or worrying obsession? Now, in a bit, I'll hear from an owner whose Cocker Spaniel becomes fixated on light and shadows. First though, a dog who loves licking lovely bald heads. Carol, Kenny, I recently came and met you for the telly show, Dogs Behaving Very Badly. Now, it's lovely to catch up. Um, What was it about your Sprocker Brodie's behaviour that made you want to get in touch? Basically, he had a, uh,
1: an obsession of licking my head, uh, which didn't which didn't seem to be too much of an issue until a uh, little baby girl come along, and um, he sort of took her an obsession into licking Rini's head then, and uh, obviously with the hygiene. Things around it, we uh, we, we thought we'd uh, seek your help, Graeme, which uh, which we did, and um, and, and yet yeah, it was very very successful, wasn't it? <laughs> and Yeah, and and
2: Reanie is very much like her dad in that she doesn't have much hair, <laughs> um, so,
1: so she,
2: yeah, <laughs> she
1: she has a bald head like her dad.
2: So yeah, that's I, it, where the obsession with the dog came, I think.
0: I'm glad you said that, Carol, because I was just struggling with it. how am I going to make this clear on a podcast without being rude, but yes. Yes they they they're similarly furnished in in the head department are the the difference um, being
1: Graham, is that mine's got no chance of growing and hers has
0: yes there is that <laughs> yeah yours is only going one mate but um yeah I, I remember walking into your house and we can hear really in the background as well which is lovely um i, I remember walking into the house and thinking yeah just when you think you've seen it all, um, is, <laughs> I've never seen this before. So, and there are times with the the telly show that you know somebody says, "Oh, I've got this dog," and he does this thing, and you could wait for a long time to see it, frankly. But with Brody, it's like, no, no. As soon as you're sat down, he's on top of the sofa, he's licking your head, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's straight in there. Well, he, he didn't was. waste no time whatsoever. in showing show him what uh, what his problem was, but yeah, he 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 was. He, he as I say he's just took a. I likened to doing it about twelve months old, and and that was it. And it was every day, daily. Well, God,
2: yeah, every
1: hour, constantly. I was crawling yeah, up yeah. and down the couch trying to get away from him, and he's doing his army crawl along the back of it. So it's always been a, b- a
2: bit of a standing joke with our friends and family. You know, they they laugh at him, they see him doing it, and it uh, has with us as well. But then, like Ken said, until the baby came along, and then we we didn't really want to blink <laughs> at her, and that's when it became an issue for us.
0: <laughs> yeah and it is I mean I get that cuz it it is funny uh, and uh, and there are times when I see something and I think yeah this is this is funny but I, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh really cuz there's a serious side to this. It, so it began when he was about 12 months old Brody is that right?
1: Yeah that's right yeah Graham I was about 12 months old and it was just as I say, it was just a novelty thing first. And sometimes it was quite soothing, Graeme, when you were watching the telly of a night. Watching yourself on the telly and was my dog's licking me head. It was quite soothing, I used to start nodding off to sleep sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> but then, uh, as I say, was once the baby come along and we seen that, it just wasn't a novelty thing and it was obviously an issue that he did have. I,
2: I, I have hair, so he, he didn't lick my head. <laughs> but he would, like, if I'd got out the shower or put a bit of cream on or anything like that, he'd try licking my legs or my arms and my feet and things like that. So mm. he's definitely
0: got a problem with, with licking. Interesting that, yeah. I mean, some dogs just now are kind of licky nose. It might come back to that. but So I think... The point was it was funny and I don't think you'd realised that actually because you laughed and joked and smiled and dogs pick up on all those things that actually inadvertently you'd sort of encouraged it and created more and more of it hadn't you?
1: Yeah yeah without realising it really Graeme yeah I think that's the issue yeah we didn't really think it'd become the problem it did and nip it in the yeah. bud in the first instance but well we couldn't nip it in the bud because it was as I say he has been trained he can do certain things so he, he, was, he was open-minded for the training but it just modern. We couldn't train him in that sense, you know, we both licking the head. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think one thing we, we learned quite quickly when we did meet you is, is and with watching a lot of your programs, more often than not, it's actually not the dog that's the issue; it's the owner. And we <laughs> had let this yeah. behaviour yeah. carry on, hadn't we? So it was kind of yeah. our fault.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think often um, people sort of say to me, "We haven't trained him to do this," you know, <laughs> and I find myself going, no, "You have. <laughs> you yeah, just yeah, didn't
1: realise That's it. Yeah, it does. And as I say, at first, it was quite. Shooting, Graham, so. I
0: I've got to say, never having had a shaved or bald head, Kenny. I'll take your word <laughs> you take for, that. Word for At it. At this stage, I am thinking, well, the dog was slightly odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Never
1: shave your hair off <laughs> then,
0: Graham, honestly, because you might you might have this problem with one of your old dogs. Well, yeah, there's time yet. Um, none of us are getting any younger. W- what did you try to get him to stop it?
2: It was about just almost telling yeah. him no, telling him to stop it, but but it ended up with kind of being almost randomly shouted at him or ended up with just have to drag him away. And it was that kind of thing. There wasn't really any control to yeah, what but, we were
1: doing. To be honest with you, Graham, it was, it was pretty draining because you'd have a full day at work or whatever, We'd come in and because mm. he was so persistent, mm. you're constantly sitting down and she'd be saying a bouncer in the middle of the living room and then obviously she'd be bouncing up and down, he'd be going over to her. You were constantly sitting down, getting up, sitting down, getting up because mm. the verbal uh, instructions for him to stop wouldn't work, so obviously you've got to physically get up and tell him to stop and sort of drag him away from her. It, it just, he, as soon as you sat back down, he'd go back over and it was just went on and on on and on and he just wasn't getting the message at all
2: and and as she got older she seemed to enjoy it as well <laughs> it so a, that probably yeah. didn't help matters and she'd be kind of putting her arm <laughs> out <on> to him <laughs> and things like that
1: yeah it was a game Savini. then yeah like father yeah. <laughs> <She's> like daughter. yeah she's <yeah>, definitely yeah. <laughs> it's
0: quite student this i quite yeah. like it
1: yeah it was yeah
0: <laughs> so okay so enter me stage left going this has got to stop right we we need a we need a method um uh, but before we sort of go on to that let's talk about this sort of dogs licking thing the, the reason that some dogs are a bit more licky than others that it's a sort of appeasing thing so if you get a dog who's it was a bit meek and mild let's say um, they will often, they would lick their own canine mum to get them to sort of regurgitate food and, and, and things like that. So not very nice to think of, but they often end up licking humans as a way of kind of, please love me, please love me. And that then just becomes a bit obsessive when, you know, we naturally go, hello, mate, you're yeah, all right, he's trying to make friends, you know. Yeah. And it, it's just it's just the way it is with some dogs i mean once upon a time i had two rottweilers called axel and gordon axel was very much the boss of the two gordon was quite a sweetheart really body of a rottweiler but he was a pussycat really and he was the licky one you know out of the two there comes a time when you think do you know what this this is not good uh now the perfect time to have nipped it in the bud was when it started but the second best time is now kind of thing Let's whiz through the training. Um, now, first of all, I just thought you need a, a single clear command. So we were saying stop, weren't we? Very, very clear, but not repeating it too much, so that it didn't become just sort of shouty and nagging. But also, we put the put a long line on him in the house, so that we could sort of reinforce that by sort of moving him away. Uh, or even just giving him a little tug and and that little tug on the lead is just the equivalent of a a tap on the shoulder really you know hey talking to you you know so that combination with the right tone of voice the right sort of uh no kind of body language if that makes sense that was enough to get him to go okay i'll back down but then the bit that you've then got to do is reward the good behavior because it's no good just telling him what not to do you've got to Sort of show him what you like instead. Pretty simple in this case, really. The opposite of licking is just well sitting back or lying down and having a snuggle, you know. So he was going to get good boy all day long when when he did that. And it was that repetition. So it's that principle of you know what do you reward. For me, it's always about clear communication. You know what what don't I want, and I'll I'll get that across to you in a nice simple way without being shouty. And what do I want, and I'll let you know that as well. Were you impressed how quickly he responded when I did it?
2: Yes and no. Yes, how Mm. quickly he responded, because he never did for us. But then we we know he's an intelligent dog. We just thought he was being stubborn. Mm. But it was then that, yeah, actually, it's us. It's not the dog. It's the way we're doing it. So, um, yeah, it was unbelievable how quickly he responded. But then... It's kind of
0: easy when you know how, isn't it? It is, actually. I mean, A lot of the things I do, I think, are a bit like that, where you you sort of go, this is what we're going to do. And it's like, that's almost too simple. It's too obvious. It can't be that simple. I had a heated discussion in the pub uh, a few weeks ago with a lady who'd seen something we'd done on the telly and said, it can't have been that simple. It must be more complicated than that. And I'm like, honestly, it's not. You know, dogs, you could argue like humans, really respond well when it's simple. So that was good and then it was it was time to sort of hand over to you guys and get you to do it kenny you, you had to go but i remember having to prompt you a bit because she you, you, i was a bit you, too tough, wasn't, it to him, wasn't
1: yeah I? yeah it was a bit too hard on the actual long line was and a bit too, too shouty if you like that and being the gentle it will be a calmer approach to it i think you was your word which is something that you know um, i'd never thought of to be honest with you you just i think you sort of developed the, the sort of um not aggressive, but sort the alpha of yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, obviously mm. I I didn't think of the the gentler approach with you, which obviously Brody was used to the sort of more excited, louder voice of mine. Mm. So and that's obviously what reacts to make him excited
0: and makes him obviously more. um And we hadn't really approached them with the karma method. It's funny you should say that because it, it, it is all about that. I think your approach to it was a bit excited and yeah, yeah, it was all about. Sort of saying it again and again and again. And I remember joking with you on the day, and I don't think this ever made it onto the final cut for the telly, but we had a bit of a laugh, you and I, about the old Scouse thing about, calm down, calm down. We did, (laughs) yeah. And you were (laughs) that guy. (laughs) How's it been since, Kenny? It's been yeah,
1: it's been great. He's he's definitely stopped doing it, and when he does do it, Carol is the one he reacts to mainly because I think Carol's been here on maternity leave constantly. He he really listens to Carol now. So I mean, as soon as he gets up on the back of the couch, Carol goes stop, and he just gets down now. He, he's brilliant. he really is brilliant. Yeah, he he does react totally and instantly to what you to, to what you taught us. Yeah.
2: And I think with the baby, especially now, because she is getting older, and you know she's crawling, she's she's learning to walk, so she spends a lot of her time on the floor. Yeah now and he's so much better with her now you know he almost sometimes he kind of tries a little bit but more often than not he does just leave her alone because he knows he'll be told told to stop if he does go near her. so he's definitely learned from it that repetition he knows now it's just occasionally you know if if we're all on the floor with her he feels a little bit left out so he'll come over but but he won't be licking
0: i mean if he comes over and he's he's just being lovely and his normal self. Hey, great, lovely, good boy. But yeah, as you say, as soon as he's licking, then you've got that one clear command now, haven't you? Stop, you know. There is a, a little thing I should have said earlier. Towards the end of the training, it was clear that what we're going to do is is get this long line off him. So that we needed the long line initially to reinforce that stop command. I'm going to say stop, and if you don't, I will guide you away with that one. Yeah. So you you have no option. But then there comes a point where you've... You've done it repeatedly, so you're creating a bit of a habit, and he associates stop with having to move away, and then you can take the long line off. You simply say stop, and he goes, yeah, okay, the game's up. I know what that means. So it's one of those where quite often in dog training you need something as a bit of extra help to start with but anything you add in at some point you're going to have to take away so you can get to just your voice command
2: Taking on board what you'd said to us about the long line if I'm here on my own because I've got the baby and things like that as well uh, knowing that he might still jump up at the window I'll put the lead on him so that I know if he does I can easily give him a gentle pull
0: Yeah, it's. I mean you can always if you're ever struggling with a bit of training something that was working it doesn't go back to basics you know it's like how did we start to train this oh in your case oh we had a long line so you can always go back to that just to sort of reinforce it you know but yeah what you'll find is you can you're using the the principle of those techniques in in different places so that's good it sounds as though things are going really well, so it's happy families all round, eh?
1: It certainly is, yeah.
0: We've been great, yeah. We've even talked about getting a Jack Russell. No, we, we haven't talked about getting a Jack Russell. Ken's talked about getting a Jack Russell. Yeah. So yeah. I'm the one
2: who's at home most of the time, so I don't want another
0: dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you know what you need there, Carol? You need one word, stop. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking about that other dog, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's been lovely catching up with you. Uh, I'm, I'm so pleased it's... Uh, it's gone well and uh, yeah keep it up yeah brilliant thanks very much thank you okay from a dog obsessed with licking to one who's obsessed with chasing shadows and lights now Sophie sent me a voice note
2: Hi, Graham. I need some advice to help stop my two-year-old, Cocker Spaniel, from chasing shadows and lights. She has become completely obsessed. And when the sun is out, we'll watch and chase lights all day long. We have tried interrupting the behaviour with new toys, as shown on one of your episodes on dogs behaving badly. We've tried ignoring her, um, but nothing seems to get her attention. I know it is common in working dog breeds, but I feel it is now starting to affect her quality of life and also ours. It all stemmed from when I had COVID and I had to isolate. Uh, We were unable to walk her, but my partner made such an effort to keep her stimulated with mind games and playing ball. Please help us understand why she's doing this and what we can do to help. Thank you.
0: Thanks for getting in touch, Sophie. That's uh, It's interesting. I think you are absolutely right. It is a bit of a working breed thing. So when I hear about this kind of problem, I'm usually thinking Cocker Spaniel, Springer Spaniel, Border Collie. Of course, other breeds do it too, but they're the main ones. And it's because their brains are very active. So... Okay. Did your isolation and that period of time did that cause it? Yeah, maybe. So she probably got a bit overstimulated, I'm guessing. So that her only fun in life was just sort of that running around playing games. Now, where it often starts, I'll be honest, is is people play with, you know, reflections off your watch, for example, and that kind of thing. And it's kind of funny to start with because the dog chases it around. How many YouTube videos have I seen of a dog, you know, running around chasing a light or a shadow? <laughs> (laughs) I I wince every time I see it because it can become this obsessive thing, Uh, I've got to chase that light, I've got to catch it, I've got to catch it and of course you never can catch it so you know they just keep doing it and keep doing it, get hooked on the idea really and it's often triggered by that first moment when somebody rewarded it by you know sending all the wrong signals out. Now I'm really sorry to hear that you you think it's affecting your, your dog's quality of life and that may well be true, you know your dog better than anyone else. It starts off as a bit of a game, and then it becomes a game that becomes a bit obsessive. And before you know it, 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 it's almost like an addiction, you know? So I think there is a quality of life issue there. It's just that, you know, I've got to do this. And I suppose that's the difference, isn't it, if you think in human terms, between an addiction and something that was, was a hobby or an interest or something that you did for fun. It's like, I have to do this. It's that compulsion. And I guess, from what you're saying, it's got to that point. So... Let's see if we can put something in place to fix this. You've tried trying to distract her with something else, uh, a toy like you've seen on the telly. Now, let's talk about timing, because if she's chasing something at that moment, and you're like, look, look, there's a toy, there's a toy, there's a toy, she goes, aha, whoopee-doo, there's the bonus feature. So I chase the light, I never catch, but then the toy comes out, and I can play with that. So you've got to make sure that the moment that you're rewarding with the toy is when she chooses not to chase the shadow or the light. That's really important. So if something moves slightly, and she goes, "Uh, no, I won't bother, you then go, good girl, good choice in other words, because you chose not to chase, you can have this toy instead, yeah? So the timing is critical. You can actually make it worse and not better by getting the timing wrong. So how would you put your dog in a situation where there is a little bit of the problem and you can therefore train it. Well, you might try it in a controlled scenario. So, for example, in the living room. And and that probably is what you've seen me do on the telly. I can certainly think of a couple of times when we've done it. So you can move a light very slightly. What we're looking for is the moment when she goes, I think I just saw something. Yeah, I don't need to bother with that. And she backs down. And then you've got something to reward. What we really don't want to do is just make it worse by revving her up, revving her up, and then trying to do some magic thing that stops it, because that's never going to happen. So it's a bit like a lot of things that, you know, with with humans, where you're trying to rehabilitate something. You start with something really easy, you know, build up a bit of rewarding good behaviour, a bit of a result, you know, well done, let's go to the next level and then build it up from there. So start in the house so that you're in control, you know, of that reflection or the light. Take it really slowly really slowly and then reward her with whatever is rewarding to her now that could be praise it could be a treat perhaps or it could be those toys but whatever you do when you're rewarding it as well reward it in a nice calm way because if you rev her up again guess what the first thing that moves in terms of a light or a shadow she's off again so it's good girl let's keep a lid on it good choice well done and get your timing right that's the way forward Well, thank you again to Carol and Kenny for spending some time with me today. Brody made such brilliant progress so quickly, and you can see for yourself by catching up with his episode of Dogs Behaving Very Badly on My5. And there are new episodes of the show every Tuesday on Channel 5 too. Now, what's your dog obsessed with? What's the problem you just don't know how to tackle? Send an email or a voice note to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com and I'll do my best to offer some advice on an upcoming episode. And make sure you don't miss a single episode of Talking Dogs by subscribing to the podcast. You can leave a rating and a review while you're on there if you fancy. Until next time, take care of yourself, your loved ones, and of course, your dogs. Bye for now.